There we go. Yeah, we're getting a way better function here. Turn this on. So we can see what we're doing from across the room. There we go. Okay. Hello again, Tiffany. Hello, darling. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers, Tiffany was, uh, we did the Ouija board reading here. Yep. That, um, uh, the sound went crazy during the actual reading. That was a little unexpected. That was interesting. I had a couple of people mention something to me about it. Um, yeah, we are rolling. Your books? Oh, your books are in the dining room in the box. Tiffany's husband. <laughs> <laughs> They're like kids. They can't find anything either. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> Then uh, as soon as we stopped playing with the Ouija board, the sound came back. Yeah. That was an uh, interesting experience. Um, another one people liked was uh, the tarot cards you had done on there. Okay. People liked the tarot cards at the end of that. They thought that was really cool. That reminds me, like, I thought about it on the right here. I left the ones. I actually went and dug mine out. The ones I had told you about. I had the Necronomicon set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I totally forgot them on the kitchen table as I was making my rounds in and out of the house trying to remember everything. Yeah, my house said <laughs> we don't want those in here. <laughs> What was uh, Lorraine said she wanted to see him? Yeah, Lorraine said she wanted to see him. Lorraine's fun. She likes to play a little on the darker side in life. It could be a little dangerous, though. It can be. It can be definitely. It, it can be very beneficial. It also can be uh, very dangerous. Um, I mean, let everybody know we're going live while we talk here. Yeah, sure. So that way, uh, I know people wanted to tune into this. Oh, if you want, I can grab the toy box, I think, put it. The toy box? The toy box. What's the toy box? Uh, it's my runes, my tarot, and my other stuff. We can pop this out maybe at some point in time. Yeah. Play with a few things. Never hurts to have extra stuff. You ever had your <clears throat> runes read? No idea what that is. Okay, cool. I've had a palm done before. Okay. I've had tarot done. And uh, last time I saw you did the, uh, the crystal reading. And then you actually let me play with the crystal, and I thought it was very, like, I have no experience, like, uh, training or anything mm -hmm. with the, what do you want to call it? Like the pendulum? The, the psychic world or right. spirit world or anything. I like to play with the pendulum, right? Yes, but okay. when I play with it, like, asking myself questions in my head, I notice that it would go back and forth, left and right, and around in circles. Like, that's really crazy that somebody with no experience can still... Maybe. It's all about connecting to your higher self, your inner self. You already know the answers half the time. Yes, that's I would ask the stuff I knew the answers to. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like, so wait a minute, so you could actually figure out this means, you know, yeah, or yes, this means no. And then around the circle was kind of like a, like, I don't know, it was more of a question where I had to figure something out. Right. Because <laughs> I would try to ask it life questions and it was kind of like, yeah, well, this pendulum, is your choice kind of thing. Yeah, a pendulum definitely is going to give you the yes or no answer. Um, and if it doesn't know, or if you're not supposed to know, it's going to say, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like interesting. But you can also do other things with pendulums, too. Like, all right, so we were talking earlier on the porch about visiting, you know, different haunted places around, you know, the United States or even just New York. And, um... With a pendulum, you can communicate with dead. Um, you can communicate with spirits. You can communicate with the land. Um, it's all about using your intention and your purpose to what you want to communicate with. I think the pendulum's in the box.
Let's see here. Almost done with this part, and then I'm gonna. It's always a. There we go. Share, publish. Send everybody the link for this. Cool. So, I'm just trying to think, like, so the crystals, do they have to mean something to you to make it work better, or? It helps to find a crystal that you're connected with. Um, like, these two, uh, this one was a gift, and one I wrapped myself because I'm very connected to the Lemurian crystal. Um, and then this is a blue tiger's eye. I've had hematite, whatever one speaks to you. So you're going to go to an event, um, be it a Ren Fair, be it a Mystic Fair, a Psychic Fair. Um, certain crafty stores will have them. Um, and you'll see a bunch of pendulums hanging. And my advice is to walk up to them and ask which one is supposed to go home with you. And pay attention and watch. And the little crystal will start to vibrate. And depending upon, it'll say yes. Um, I've looked at ones that are pretty and asked if it's supposed to come home with me and it's gone no. <laughs> um, so just pay attention to what crystal vibrates to you, you know. Um, I saw you did one of these fairs. I saw your pictures posted mm -hmm. of all the different tables of all the different people and what they do and everything like that. That was pretty cool. I didn't know they actually did conventions like that. Uh, the stones? No, no, no. I saw you did a, you were at a convention with all the different uh, tables of all the different, uh, I don't know if they were all witches or if they were all... Oh, uh, the Mind and Body and Soul Expo yeah. uh, in Saratoga by Gem. Best expo ever. It's such a collective, all different types of things that you can find. Um, I actually was at Gray Fox not too long ago with my friend, the rock guy, um, Sean, and... I got to read tarot. Literally, he has what eight? No, sixteen eight-foot tables, full of every single crystal you could ever imagine. It, the vibration in that tent is just absolutely beautiful. Um, my husband comes down with me, and he he's like, "I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave all the crystals." <laughs> he's like, "I like the vibe here, man." Um, but yeah, the Mind, Body, and Soul Expo was really kind of cool how uh, she brings together a collective of different wellness opportunities, psychic opportunities. Um, there's another one coming up in Syracuse. And then Jem will link be, that to me. Yeah, Jem will be doing the Mind, Body, and Soul Expo again in April 11th, actually. I wonder what they, how they would handle if I wanted to set up something there and interview people throughout the day. That'd be really cool. I'll get you in touch with her. Yeah, she totally be down. She is a really cool person. I actually have one of her hair pieces. So it's funny how my show starts is now starting to pull towards more the occult and uh, the bigger things people are liking now is we've done a couple of like like the serial killer shows. Like mm. people want people almost want to hear a, a, like an occult or even darker side of life. It's almost like stuff that like they're curious about but don't actually want to go and experience themselves. They don't actually so, want to dive into it because diving into it is going to open your mind up to so many things, bad and good. Like uh, You can't deny the dark side doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. You cannot deny that in any way, shape, or form. You saw the movie Bird Box? Yes. 
freaked me out on the edge of my seat. My palms were sweaty. I was ridiculous. And Chris is looking at me like, I'm nuts. And I was like, but you don't understand. That movie, to a certain point, to me, with the spirit clearings that I do, that's very real. Like, the fact that they can tell you... My question is, why would the people with dementia, like, they could handle it? That was the weird part to me. Like, the like the schizophrenic people, the dementia people, they, they, they could accept it and live through it. Like, there was something like they well, could already they, see. They accept it and live through it now. You know, when a shaman walks into a hospital, I don't know if you've ever read the article. It's a really beautiful article. Um, we see something different. We don't... Even a mental institution, we see something different. You know, we see people being tormented by spirits or healers out of control. Um, you saw my husband, how zippy he is. He's an ungrounded empath. Um, so... You know, there's other things that can happen from the other side, and the dark side does exist. Like, one of my favorite stories to tell, if you don't mind. Go ahead, tell so, you want. Um, I was in my early 20s, and my friend Marty, if she watches this, hi, honey. Um, she probably will if I tell her now. <laughs> I, she brought me her son, and he was about to get put on schizophrenic medication and he was hearing voices telling him to drink bleach kill his parents typical typical very schizophrenic they say they call that schizo um and she brought him to me and she's like i don't want to put him on meds and i'm like let me let me try something let me do something and i sat him in front of actually this altar um in a chair and I just pushed as much white light possibly through his entire being that I could. I didn't know what Reiki was at that point in time. I didn't know what I was doing is technically what they call Reiki. Um, and I pushed as much white light through him as I possibly could. I put a protective circle. I also sent my spirit guides out to his house to clear anything. Um, I work a lot with animal totems. Um, I have a panther that steps in front of me and protects me. I, funny enough, I've sent my panther to other people, and they've gone, Tiff, we have your cat. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the shit scared out of me. <laughs> um, so... I love how in tune you are with the world. Things. It's just... I don't know. I wish I... I get it. I just wish I could be more in tune with, like, everything around me. I think a lot of us come back when we're supposed to, and we start figuring things out when we're supposed to, so... So long story short, I cleanse him, I do all this stuff, I clear the, any dark spirits, I go, um, went to the house, cleared, you know, his mother's house, did what I could to his father's house, because that's where everything was happening. I cleared everybody energetically, and so, years later, when MySpace was something, because me and Marty parted ways and never really knew what happened, um, what the final outcome was, because I had moved out and had a kid and life happened. And um, he gets a hold of me on Facebook and tells me he thanked me so much because after what I did for him, and he remembers what I did for him, he never heard the voices again. So you can't tell me the dark side doesn't exist. Something's they, there. there. There is something there. Like, a young boy that I know tried to commit suicide the other Sunday. He said that he heard voices, and 
I was did my job as soon as I could, as soon as I heard that. And yes, there was something not kind in the house. So, which like a this leads me into like our conversation. Do you believe that like spirits, demons, whatever people want to call them, there's probably both. Is what I think. I think both exist. I think there's a categories. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's, there's different there's categories. categories. There's spirits. There's demons. There's elementals. Like I believe in that. Yeah. Do you believe they can travel like freely? Like if if something got out, can does it travel freely, or do you think it attaches to a spot? It can do both. It can do both. You think they have an? It can do both, and it also can get trapped, so it's stuck in a spot and it's not allowed to move. And that's probably like why they would get angry. That's why they get angry. Um, sometimes, mo- half the time, you never know who might have trapped it there for a particular reason. You know, we have to remember that when we were tribes people, we had people who honored the land and took care of things energetically for the land. And we don't do that anymore. And so now that we have all this technology and things and do not think that your spirits can't use your computer don't think they can't manipulate your phone um mess with clocks time they can make lights flicker who says they can't pop something up um don't put i don't put anything past them and i definitely think there's different categories um there's studies on this Um, i actually studied underneath a demonologist for a little while and interesting definitely agree with a lot of what she taught me um, I, you have to believe in the dark side to want to live in the light that makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah um, you know and everybody says that Aristotle Crowley was crazy <laughs> I don't think he was crazy um, you know I I think he saw a lot of things that he tried to convince other people were there, and people just didn't believe him. Right. I think he opened more doors than he probably should have, though. And that probably... It may have drove him to a state of what people would have seen. Like like the schizophrenic people. We see what we see, but what do they see? That like they're the trying guys to talking us. to themselves or talking to the six different personalities that are kind of in their head. Well, really, to tell you the truth... Where do you think those dark thoughts come out of nowhere? Like, I had a girl come to me every single time she grabbed for the ba- the bathroom door. She thought about slitting her wrists. Why? Where? She wasn't depressed. She wasn't upset. There wasn't anything really bad going on in her life. And that's when she came to me and she's like, what is this? And I was like, let me check your house. Let me see what's going on. Oh, yeah. You've got company. Let me remove it for you. Um, some of what I do makes people very nervous. Um, some people believe it, some people don't. My husband is a pure atheist, and he will tell you that he believes in me, um, just because of what he's seen. And there's a lot of things that I go, people call me back, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad that worked. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I messaged you like once we got the video, like people like the sound cut out. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean the sound cut out? I'm like, I, I watched it the whole time, and it said that we had sound. I can see the bar as we talk. I can see the bar on the screen. And uh, so I listened to it back, and sure enough, it had us talking. We did the whole, the the protective circle in the doorway and everything. And then as soon as we started, the sound went haywire. Yep. That was really, I was like, whoa. And then as soon as you closed the box and put it away, like as soon as we stopped touching the board, mm-hmm. the sound came back. Yeah, it was interesting. A friend of mine who works with the Ouija board a lot, 
um, he had mentioned, and I didn't even think to even invite him, and I totally should have. Um, my circle is what they spelled fog. Remember how they spelled fog? Mm. They couldn't get through the circle. They couldn't communicate with the board through the circle. I, I went too strong apparently. <laughs> He's like Tiff. They were answering you. Well, that was a you. pretty serious setup when we got started. Yeah. I didn't realize that was going to be entailed in the whole protective circle thing. That was a pretty like in-depth little ceremony we did well, ahead of time. I also didn't know you. Didn't know your background. You know, we really hadn't. It was like the first time we actually technically hung out. So. Yeah. I didn't know what kind of stuff you were going to bring with you or what might follow you. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go. Oh, no, like, I, like, I have my stuff. Um, I, I have my stuff that interests me. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I do a lot with uh, my big thing I like to research is demon and angelology. Mm. So, like, uh, like King Solomon. I, always, I did not bring this when we were playing with that because I don't want to risk anything. The whole so, Egyptian thing, it's... That's what I like. I find I find it interesting to me. Oh yeah. And everything that was done, all the stuff that revolved around him. So that's why I have all that stuff. You know, like I said, that's kept in like the little protective bag and hidden away. This is the only thing I carry because it's supposed to help you if something does come. It's supposed to give you control. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's why I. I, But I was like, I don't think I should have this on just in case. You have your beliefs. I have mine. Just in case your belief is definitely. you know what ends up showing up <laughs> I don't want it attaching to what I have <laughs> well no I would make sure that nobody left with yeah. any attachments in any way shape or form that's the thing that I mean I hit any tattoos that might have been absurd oh, or whatever you never darling. know what people believe in uh, yeah I guess so I'm pretty it's funny I'm a pretty liberal pagan that's like the ceremonies that we have here I was explaining to your friend Aaron um, you know we call in each Parthenon, you know, we call in the Norse gods, we call in the Egyptian gods, the Celtic gods, and the Greco-Roman gods. Um, that way nobody feels left out. And spirit-wise, they're deities. I like to use that word sometimes a little bit more than god or goddess, because everybody has that, not everybody, but um, a lot of people have that Catholicism thought of God and how the gods and goddesses were pushed down. And they're really just calling upon energies. So I don't want to have anybody left out. And when we were talking on the board, and they just kept on saying fog, and I could feel my dad, but I could feel him like almost like he was hanging out in the closet. And I thought, like, maybe the circle's too too strong. You know, you can do a board without a circle. um, But... I figured for the first situation. time playing You don't want to like go play with it in a graveyard or something without a protective circle. Don't go play with a graveyard fucking period. What's well, a... <laughs> play with the, the paranormal Sounds thing. like fun. Might not be in the end. You might get out two or three times. You might not get out that fifth time. We were talking uh, um, on the ride that some of the places we have right here in New York, within driving distance, oh, yeah. as far as paranormal activity goes, um... Troy would I think I don't know Troy's the closest or not to here because I haven't oh, I haven't beautiful haunted place the 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 Forest Park Cemetery is believed to be too. so bad uh, Troy so I actually learned um, a lot of demon work and how to do house cleansings and blessings and dealing with the darker side not because I wanted to but just because I kept on like approaching me um, and I studied underneath Patricia Gardner. And uh, we did house cleansings in Troy. 
Um, she still does them to this day, and now I do them too. Troy is a very why is dark it place, but it's so nice at the same why time. It makes you wonder what happened in Troy. It's the land that gives it such a why. Like something had to have happened there. I mean, we have a. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows it's the this. ley lines too. The real yeah, Sleepy Hollow, like that was yeah. stolen from that the, the story was taken from, is in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've actually they actually renamed the town. It wasn't always Sleepy Hollow. They've actually recently renamed it. And they really like there was a lot of violence there. They used to um, they were cutting each other's heads off over farmland and throwing it over the river. So that's how they got the whole story of the headless horseman. You know, you wonder where some of those stories come from. Oh, that like, was that was they were fighting over farmland back. You know. It was like two. It was almost like Hatfields and McCoy style family fighting, right? And uh, they were trying to scare each other. But they would kill each other's family, throw the heads over the river. It's crazy. Yeah. So, all right. So, talking about that, East Greenbush, New York. I grew up there, and where I actually was born was in the circle of ley lines, which was kind of cool. And uh, now, what are ley lines? Ley lines are energy lines throughout the world. Um, Google it. Look at the map. It's they're energy lines. They're power lines. You could say it's um, so like a supernatural so, type of power line, right? An energy power line, not actually. Well, it a, would make sense. Like, a man-made like, technological yeah, power. Like, so so like, pretty much the the uh, the Wi-Fi lines that they're putting around the world. It's the mother, spirit world's it's mother, already had you beat. Yeah, that's Mother Earth's <laughs> ley lines. Um, really interesting. I had a woman do a shamanic journey for me, and she's the one that put me on the path to find where the ley lines were. And because um, she had drawn this picture of me, of why I came back here. She journeyed out to see why I came back to this world. And there was a circle that she kept drawing with lines going in it like this. And I was looking up ley lines in the Screenbush area, and Ford dealership was here in the map, and where I came back in was right in this really cool circle that's got all the ley lines in it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I called her up. I was like, you were so right. <laughs> um, so you think maybe Troy could be almost like a junction box yeah, for kinda. some of these things. Like maybe there's a crisscross spot. These, it'd be interesting to look and see because the place has been nicknamed the gateway to hell. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, there's no good energy in that graveyard at all. And the police patrol it to the point. It's that bad to the point where the police one patrol of, it. One of my most solidifying things, I was 18 years old and I was in Oakwood Cemetery. And I was leaned up against the crematorium and it literally felt like a bull rushed it. Bam! Right into it behind me. There's nobody behind me. There's nobody in there. I was like, huh. And then I just slowly but surely leaned back up against the door again to see if it would happen. And it did. And then a light went all the way up. And then went out. I was like, I'm out. I'm leaving. That's it. I'm good. I don't put... I'm a, I'm a smart little witch. I don't poke my head where it don't belong. Uh. I mean, in the, so they've, they've said... People have seen blood coming out of statues. The Mother Mary statue. Here's my... Th- as I, I do question a lot of things. I know in this area... I'm one of those people, like I, like I said, I, we'll go into it. I've had experiences, but I've never seen anything. Right. But I've also had experiences out in nature where we have a moss in upstate New York that will give the presence of a blood-type liquid when it gets... Uh, when it, what do you call it? Like when it dews or whatever. You know what I mean? Like when it gets wet. 
right. you know, give off a blood type appearance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to get in there and touch the statue and see go. what it is. It's not a scary place. It's, go during the day. I'm it's I gotta nice. find out don't what the go criminal. At night. I don't recommend it. I gotta find out what the criminal charges for trespassing. If they catch me in there, am I going so to jail? Or they just gonna tell me to get about out? it and get permission. What would I call it? The Troy like mayor? I mean, because I've got like four places I would love to go check out. Like I, w- I would like to hit the big four bad ones we have in New York. You could call the newspaper and the reporter down there and see if it's That's a good idea. I know, uh, you know Jim Workman, Big Jim, mm-hmm. does all the photos. Uh, he was at the King's Inn show where I met you. I know that he's a big, uh, he's a weightlifter guy, giant gray beard. Does a lot of cool photos for bands and stuff. He's just like a local photographer. Does it like I don't know if he I does. I saw it. his face. I'd probably say yeah. yes. I'm really not good at names. I usually make people wear so name tags. So he gets into these places like legally. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, abandoned train yards, abandoned malls, all that stuff. So I'm wondering if he like would know how to get into these places. Probably. Uh, what else I, is I think there? checking out haunted places is really kind of cool, and um, just be safe. Um, I always As I said, even if the people that go with you don't want to go in, I might need someone to call 911. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know what's in there, what's going to come out, what could happen. They might you, have to call 911. You might uh, have come out. <laughs> supposedly, supposedly people have been possessed in that graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing screaming children at night. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as noises go, the Saratoga Battlegrounds. Um, I've been there already. Uh, you go there and walk around, you can hear muffled voices. Like, a lot of, like... Almost like if there was a party in the distance. And then you'll hear the faint sound of cannon fire. That's really cool to hear. Like, to think that the cannon, yeah. like, somehow got caught it's in this what they call fourth it is, dimension, as Einstein called it. They call it a recording. Yeah. That's, it's a and recording it's permanently stuck there. So That's every insane. recording here in the house, which is cool. Every April, usually sometime around, like, the moon... You can hear classical music playing and people talking and laughing in the hallway. You know what? I can usually only hear it in the middle of the night, but Harley's actually heard it. Um, And children laughing and sometimes drumming. And I wonder what that's like. This land spirits drum. It's really kind of cool. Maybe there was some sort of gathering or party here at some point, like before. Well, Sloansville... um, actually has an old witch's wise tale about the witch of Esperance. Um, she lives somewhere in this area. Um, and I'm not surprised I came back here to maybe like retell her story too. Um, cause I'm now the witch of Esperance, which is kind of cool. I, but we in Sloansville, before they put the highway in, we had and it was a big place in the Revolutionary War, too. Um, George Washington actually came here, too, to decorate some of his... Um, this was actually a really big place for George Washington, even up to where uh, I live. Uh, Whitehall's the birthplace of the, the Navy. Yep. And uh, so the, the witch story is that she, you know, cursed the town. Um, but the energy here is really amazing. And Sloansville used to have a dance hall, a couple of churches... Um, we it used seems to have like a, a nice couple little of bars, uh, saloons at that point. Um, Route 20 used to be the highway. It was the scenic highway. A lot of towns around there's here There's not died. a lot out here, but it's a really nice feeling town. Yeah. It's very like country, you know, feel. Mm-hmm. 
the way I described it when I was trying to, I was like, hey, anybody want to go on a run out to the backwoods? Like I said. (laughs) (laughs) I think the drumming that I actually hear sometimes, um, and when I meditate, I hear native songs. I think that has a lot to do with the land that I'm on. There's a tree marker behind where a Native American tribe would take a tree marker and bend the tree branch down to mark north. And then right behind one of my barns, there's another north pile of rocks. So, and that tree has been bent there for a very long time because it's like no, that might be fun to look into too. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of what they made their markers out of. I don't know if you know this as far as the stones go. When the settlers first came here, a lot of these stone piles, when they asked the natives what they were for, they would say that they were markers, and they would say who built these, and they said we don't know. They were here when we got here. Oh wow! So. The natives weren't the first ones here. We just don't know who came before them. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Ooh, that just made my entire head tingle. Yeah, they, they actually had said, we don't know who did that before. Hmm. They don't know who, because there's tons of them all over the place. They just rearranged it for their needs, but they were here before they got here. That's crazy. Like, who was here before the natives? Because that's as far back as we really, I mean, you know, we can go back to the dinosaurs, of course. But and we it's don't right know. on. Like, A lot I of civilizations we don't know about. Yeah, I put my compass out, and it's the tree's right on with where north is. It's off just a little bit, but, you know, the poles did shift. I'm trying to think, um, what was the other one? So one of them was getting torn down. That one's just not safe. I've been uh, been there is um, the homestead, Saratoga homestead. That's mm-hmm. just not safe structurally. No, not at all. Um, I just found out about one today. Uh, and somebody had told me about it before, but I thought they were all confused. You know, there's the haunted hotel in another state called the Stanley. That's where mm-hmm. the uh, the Shining was based. Yeah. There's a Shanley Hotel in New York that should be somewhere near you because it's two hours from me. So this is an hour and a half from. Shanley me. sounds like an Irish town, which could be down by Durham. Yeah. So you actually have to sign a waiver to oh. visit that hotel. Makes me a little curious on that one. See, that wouldn't bother me as much as the waiver that we had to sign for bears for camping in Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's like, I don't, I've never had to sign a waiver for bears before. I was oh, like, I'm sleeping God. in the car. I couldn't imagine. I saw your video with a raccoon. Oh, yes, my son. I don't have any more snacks for you. <laughs> oh, yes, Mr. Reggie. He's great. Reggie the raccoon. Yeah, we were there two years before, and he came out. He looks much better now. His tail was all fluffy. He looks kind of rough last time. <laughs> yeah. I will never nurse another animal in my house again. I'll do it outside the house. We we uh, we found a bird in the middle of the road that uh, was a baby bird, and its mom had been squashed. Um. I mean, it, it wasn't even fully developed yet, and the face, the beak was still too big. Mm-hmm. We took that thing home, squishing up worms, feeding it, and then it started eating whole worms and strawberries. Oh, but then the things started flying around. Like, I know this sounds bad. I'm not a parent as far as kids or birds go. So my way of teaching this bird to fly was I would pick it up mm-hmm. and then let it go. Pick it up and let it go. I mean, the first couple of times he would dive bomb and hit something and like stay. Mm-hmm. Then he took off. It's like, oh, I taught the bird how to fly. And then he's flying all over the house and there was shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when you let a bird fly around the house. That's why we keep him in cages. But we didn't that's have like happens. a... He was a wild bird. He needed to... Because we, we weren't going to keep it. It was a baby robin. Oh, cute. Yeah. I don't know. My, my, 
this, this thing's got to go. <laughs> I one cat. She's the cutest one. She's the tiniest one, but she's the murderer of the house. I can't. I have tried to save a couple of bunnies. I'm glad now. we I clarified just, that. She's a, just the cat. She's just the cat. <laughs> she's tiny. She's cute. Oh, yeah. Her name's Tidbit, but yeah, she's come home with bunny legs. That's what happens when you live in the country. <laughs> bunny legs. Uh, I slept for a week in a garage with a horse, so I don't know. I'll pretty much do anything. Was there something wrong with the horse? Yeah, there was something wrong with the horse. I came home from Key West, staying on my friend's, uh, back of her friend's yacht, and uh, to sleep in a barn in the middle of New York in January, (laughs) because the horse couldn't lay down, and I had to make sure that the horse didn't lay down, because if the horse laid down, we would have had to put her down. That's sad. Hey, she's still, still kicking. Good now? She's still good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seattle Slough's granddaughter, Gypsy Rose. I could be Seattle wrong. Slough. Seattle Slough, yeah. Do you know who he is? Only from the Jim Carrey movie. The fact that my client's been written more than Seattle Slough is irrelevant. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Who was it? Liar Liar is what it was on. It was a racehorse, <laughs> but that's funny. Um... Oh, uh, it's funny as hell. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you, as soon as you said it. I'm like, oh, that movie. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, what are the paranormal questions you got for me? Like, how do you find out? Like, I, I want to find out if it's, like, I, I, I know it's real. I want to see something. You want to see something? Careful. Yeah, like, I mean, because, like, uh, I used to clean the Planned Parenthood building. Um,. The basement, and this is actually pretty common. We were talking about this earlier too. It was used for the Underground Railroad. Right. Um, so, like, and no, it's not. People used to joke, "Oh, it's the the babies." It's not that. Okay. So the the building was originally there was the house, mm-hmm. and only the if you're looking at the building, the right side was the only part that was a newer part that was built for the doctors' offices. Where, because so, out there, Planned Parenthood is for way more than abortions, folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my fiance used to go there for birth control. Wrong and people yeah. go there that can't afford their checkups. They go there and get their you know lady checkups, whatnot. The Planned Parenthood does a ton. There's free condoms there. You show up and grab a dozen. Um, I used to I used to clean. There's a little sign that says "Grab one dozen" on the thing. They are actually really great places for women, and it's yeah, it's sad that the stuff that's happening to them. Shame and the repercussions will be unremarkable. Their, their souls will be marked for what they're doing to those women who are trying. The, not the, the doctors, I should say, that are trying to help the women. All right, can we get political? You can get political if you want. I don't All right, care. cool. We've had so, some paranormal. We can talk political. This is what we talked about today. That's right. what these shows are about. So we t- <laughs> what we talked about today, actually, during my veteran program, I teach an equine program helping veterans suffering from addictions, PTSD, um, anxiety, things like that, with the horses. And because um, this is somewhat paranormal, because you're using your skills and abilities to help these people. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm using the way of the horse, which is an energetic connection between human and animal, which we forget that we're animals. Horses are, are being used as therapy animals a lot lately. It's because of how amazing they actually are. We weren't supposed to be riding in cars, man. We were supposed to be on horseback. We were supposed to be connected to the land. Um, that's why we had a couple of like weird land paranormal shit going on, too, like energy stirring. Um, you know, so I, I caught wind. I don't watch the news. That shit bothers me. I try not to pay attention to what's going out there. Just 
because there's enough going on over here. <laughs> and, um, but I caught wind about how Trump looked up and said, you know, he was the chosen one. That's a, that's a big, I'm not a very political person, but that's a very, well, excuse my language, a very fucking bold statement to make. So listen, <laughs> so listen to Notre Dame. As he said, that the Antichrist will lead the world. And after the religious war, and we're through it, the world will be pagan again. Now, what is a pagan? A pagan are town folk, country folk. We call ourselves pagan when we believe in the non-traditional Catholicism religions, the religions of the earth, we call ourselves pagan. But as pagans, we took care of each other. As pagans, we believed each other and we lived by a code of loyalty, respect, and honor. And I just... I think it. I think Notre Dame is onto something, and we really should pay attention a little bit more. He was actually a very intelligent man. He saw a lot that. So many things that people thought he was BS and was you know ridiculed for, and then like hundreds of years later, they're like, oh shit, like this dude was right. <laughs> I remember turning the corner up here, one day. And saying to my husband when we first moved in here, I said, Trump or Howard Stern is going to be president one day. And he was like, no way. And I was like, I don't know if Howard would do it, but he'd probably do a better job. I, I would honestly, with how outspoken he is, but he's also intelligent. He's not just, oh, he's he's not just running his mouth. He's a very intelligent man. You don't make it to where he is doing what he does right. without being intelligent. Right. I think he's a different kind of intelligence. That's where... You know, you're, but I want D. Snyder to be the vice president. He's, <laughs> he's wicked smart too. You should watch the watch. The, if, if anybody who doesn't believe me on that, one of my favorite court trials to show is is D. Snyder shows up to to fight the F. Uh, what do they call? Not the FDA. What are the guys that put the the censorship people there? I can't remember what they're actually FCC. called. FCC. FCC. Yeah. There you go. He shows up in the courtroom. And just rams these guys. Everything he's got, like, just for 15 minutes. And you're like, this is D. Snyder. You know what I mean? He dresses up in his crazy know. outfit. I he's on stage. in a way that we should have a complete reset button. Just, <laughs> I wish. Let's put everything re, back just to re, zero. Just, <laughs> no, just reset the government. And you have to have well, the a have character that right. test done. And we, it, I don't know, we... Everything's gone out of line, but I think it's going to go back into alignment because I think as a whole, we're waking up consciously. And it's going to take some time. That's if we don't burn this place down first. Uh. Honestly, the younger generation scares me a little bit right now. You got to teach them right, man. But you can't teach them... You have to teach them right, but you've got to be... There's got to be... A, you have to allow a more firm hand. People have been taught for too long that you can do whatever you want. And there's no repercussions for these actions. Yeah, there these is. These young kids I, are going to start, I'm telling you, pretty soon these kids are going to hit 21. These you know, 14, 15-year-old kids in the next five years are going to start getting to drinking age. And this is where their life is going to change. I know this sounds dumb, but these people are going to hit the bar. And they're going to hit dudes in their 50s, 60 years old. I mean, that may seem like a senior citizen, but these dudes are still hardened. And these young kids are going to run their mouth and they're going to learn quick that there's repercussions for your actions. They don't care what bathroom you want to go in. They don't care. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's not okay. 
but there's got to be there's a reason we put guidelines in place for the world. People want to be able to feel the way they want to feel. I think it's amusing we're doing things that we condemned Hitler and the Nazis for for making their experiments on people and look at yeah. what Western medicine we, is doing with all their experiments. We Joseph Mengele the sickest man Dude, in the Holocaust and now people are paying for it. Oh my god, talking about freaking <laughs> synchronicities, okay? Synchronicities in life. No, no lie, I had this conversation this morning with a friend of mine who is in her late 60s and she was a social worker for years and we had this conversation, no lie, this morning about how you know, they're giving kids hormones and this and that. They're trying not only to mutate our minds, but to mutate our bodies now. Like, really? Uh, Eventually, it will come to a head. And it needs, do I think Trump is the Antichrist? No. Abuse. I'm not trying to sound like a jerk, but look, if, if your eight-year-old comes to you and says, I want to be a man or a woman, Right, they want to be the opposite of whatever they are. Right. I don't think you should start medicating them to become that. Um, I think you need to have a conversation with your child. Like, okay, I understand your feelings. If you feel the same way when you get older, yeah, that's your choice. I told my mom when I was eight. That's I fine to be a by witch. me. Like, my mom never questioned me. I had a lot of. I went through a. I had a lot of like satanic stuff around the house. Right. Okay. My mom never said anything to me besides, do not leave that in my living room. Put it up in your room. That's all she said to me. That's it. <laughs> I got, don't tell your grandmother. <laughs> she got, that's all I got was, keep it in your room. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. My mom never questioned the way I wanted to dress, anything like that. It was always my choice. But here's the thing, like, my mom, you know, when I wanted, I wanted to, I always wanted to get tattooed as a kid. When I was like, when I was old enough to understand and make my decisions, which I did wasn't didn't wait till I was eighteen. I got my mom signed off on it or whatever. When I was like sixteen, I got my first one. I didn't stop. I really wanted tattoos. I've always been obsessed with them. I mm-hmm. love the way they are. And then once I got my first one, it's like an it's like an addiction. Yep. So, but like my mom was like, okay, you can do that if you want, but you need to be older and have a higher mentality. So these kids that are like seven, eight years old, and the parents are putting them on hormones. I disagree with that. You need to let them get older. Their brain may change. 26. 26 to 30, and you have to go through a cycle of evaluation because it's... There's trauma that happens in between that you might not notice that it's trauma. There's soul loss that can happen in between and not even realize that it's soul loss. And... I don't know. I think it messes with your spiritual being afterwards. But... We don't know what the long-term effects of it completely are. There hasn't been... If you really want to try to keep it in touch with the parent, what if these people are possessed? I believe in possession. What if these people are inhabited by something and it's trying to make them... I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that at all. I believe that it's... Maybe it is somebody trapped in you know a male body that needs to be a female or a female body that needs to be a male body. Um... But this is our host. You have come in to experience life in this host. My host could use a diet. Well, that's 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 part of your host <laughs> choices. Um, I don't know the time. I'm like, hey, at least I got a good one. Um, Mine's got a flat tire. Uh, Mine can hit the gym maybe here or there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, could definitely use a little less snacks. 
<laughs> Somebody needs to talk to my host. <laughs> but we are. Oh, oh, what do you do? What did somebody say to me one day? It was the best thing I ever heard. Are uh, just spiritual beings living inside a meat package. I'm like, oh my god, that was priceless. Um, you know, I, there was actually a big conversation. It's all about the human on... experience. I think that's what it is. I call this an experience. I, I feel like I'm a science experiment, but it, it is. It's it, human existence is the human freaking experience. This had a big raid on people being used as human experiences in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Did you see that crap in Arizona? Holy. Yeah. Over 30-something bodies were used. They were all torn apart, pieces sewn back together. I told you, I don't watch the news for reasons. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. There's a big thing going on, like, they're raiding the place, and they don't even know who did it. It's a, So when you die, you have the option, you can donate your body to science. Right. And a lot of poor families do it that can't afford cremation. Mm-hmm. So they, you donate your relative's body, and they're only supposed to open it up right. and, like, you know... Do their thing. Do their thing, you know, check things out, you know, run tests or whatever... And then they're supposed to cremate the body and send it to the people. Mm-hmm. Well, people have received their boxes, and something got reported somehow. And this place got raided, and they found at least 33 bodies that have been torn apart, like heads put on other people's bodies, like Frankenstein shit. Cooler, a full cooler full of male genitalia. They found, like, buckets with legs and arms in them in the freezers and stuff. Like, total Ed Gein house in this government-run facility. Does not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, it's craziness. See, I've been, I look into, I've been researching, people love hearing the serial killer stories and the real, you know, so I, I research all of them and find as much truth as I can, and then I do like a two-hour show about them. So while I was looking up the whole Ed Gein story, and it just, it happened to be on his 31st death anniversary, I tried to aim it around like the, an anniversary or some sort, it was his 35th, and, yeah, I did it on his 35th death anniversary, and that's the same day that place got raided. I was like, in the, like I'm like going through my episode and I see this. I'm like, they couldn't have picked a weirder day to discover this well, than and, this guy. And, and uh, here's the thing, like, no offense, the government doesn't like serial killers, but government for decades, centuries, they are the serial killers. Yeah. How many people have died in war? A ton. More men have been killed in the name of God than any other reason. Oh, the goddess, yes. Yes. The Holy Land is like a. That's got the, the energy that's probably in that holy land after as many people. No wonder they're still fighting it. with each other. Haven't humans learned after how many centuries? <sighs> stop bickering. Stop bullshitting. Stop greeting. Stop trying. Here, you're, you're to an earth person. Own. You're gonna. I love. This. I said this, and it, it it makes people raise an eyebrow because you always have like we've had political discussions. You can have race discussion. You can have whatever. And, and this is honestly, this number is going to change now drastically after this week. The Amazon caught on fire. And it's and it's out of control. It's still going. It's still on fire. Every single day, at least twice a day. I already did it once today. Before this Amazon thing even happened, scientists threw this out there. They're like, this earth has 11 years left for us to change something drastically before it becomes irreparable. Yeah. Before it's, it's destroyed. It's going to die if we don't fix our earth. This is before the Amazon happened. And yeah. this, the, the scientists tried to say it clear as day, and I love the way it was said, and I like to reiterate it because I love the planet. I love to fish. Mm-hmm. I go out fishing. I bring garbage bags with me or my Stewart's shop bags, and I fill as much garbage as I can as I walk back to my car. Yeah. I don't want the planet to be destroyed. I love it. But he said, they said, it's not a race thing. This isn't a, uh, a religious thing. 
This is a people thing. This There's is not going to be anything left to fight thing. over this is... if this planet dies. Why do you think I have horses? <laughs> I have transportation. Um, it's, I, it's I've, I've thought about it all. See, it's nerve-wracking, yeah. isn't it? To think that that's not that long. That's a that's a that's a, a a little over a third of my, a little less than a third of my life is left before the planet starts to die. Well, they like, also said that the world was going to end when the Mayan calendar went click. Um, but who's to say? But yes, we are killing her. I, well, the okay, whole so 2012 the thing, thing that was funny because when the Mayan calendar was made, there was two months that weren't actually on the calendar, so mm-hmm. that year went by in like the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sure. I was wondering what that is. It looks pretty good. It is mugwort, holy basil, and mullein. Holy basil to help you with your stress levels. Mugwort because it can kind I of make you feel like you're a little I could have used that stuff for like three dippy. weeks when I did that party. I was so stressed for like a month. <laughs> like nothing was going right until the last two days. And then every and then it's still like the Friday was still chaos. Yeah, that happens. But it was a good event, right? Hey, that's really good. Oh, I'm glad you like it. It smells good. Oh my god. Oh, I totally forgot we were talking about after sipping that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. So the African rainforest definitely. Um, I'll put it out to any healers out there, anybody who wants to even try to do a little rain dance, call the rain to the Amazon. That's yeah, because the president down there doesn't seem to care, whatever he is. The guy that rules down there, he doesn't even seem to care. All right, conspiracy theories. Last night when I was focusing on the, I have one the fires, I personally think somebody did it so they could clear the land very quickly. Well, you got the tree people who uh, have been ravaging that land forever. But uh, I think it's a little weird that this comes right after we um, they just did the overhead view with the scan down into the planet, and they have found that there is actually a whole civilization that we didn't know about underneath the Amazon ground. Really? Catacombs and everything. We're finding a lot of strange things now. Oh, you saw the Catholic Church. You want to throw them under the bus for some stuff recently? So a little girl came up missing. They never, I don't know if they ever found the little girl, but when they scanned the land, because they know there's tons of stuff underneath the ground near the Vatican, they found a bunch of mass graves. They think upwards of 5,000 children, the bones hidden from centuries of whatever they did. Hmm. Yeah. The world's a creepy place right now. Like Humans are interesting creatures. Why? <laughs> What is, it, what is that for? Well, do you see that the insides of the pyramids of Giza are heating up? And they found out that Sphinx is not a Sphinx. It's almost like they think it might be a ridiculously sized Anubis statue that's been buried under like a mile of sand. Yes. That is ridiculous. If that thing's that big, we're never going to dig that all out. Nope. They're going to need more than 11 years we got left. <laughs> I was watching, I was like, no freaking way, if that thing's that big, if that's only piece of that statue and its size, what do the rest of the pyramids look like then? Yeah. What if, like, how long has that been there? Like, are they older than we thought? Maybe that's all that's been above ground for that amount of time? Mm-hmm. 
Well, and also, did you read anything about the pyramids heating up and what's going on inside? They're doing um, ultraviolet, you know, heat rate, counting the heat rays and things along those lines. And, um, yeah, the insides are heating up. And now the pyramids of Giza, they weren't a tomb. No, there's something else there. The uh, There's actually holes all the way through the brick mm-hmm. that somehow these, I, I want to know how good of a mathematician these, whatever they built it were, that line up with constellations. I know we found that out recently. The const- the holes we found out, what like, like, like overtime camera that we sped up, mm-hmm. they line up with a constellation every year at the same time. Yep. Like one freaking night out of the whole year. Every pyramid has a different constellation it lines up with. So there's those were built for something besides what we know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yes. I love reading into all this stuff. <laughs> the, the history, the... Whatever else could be out there, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely... This is really... Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in the tea. Yeah, with uh, Egypt, I have such a strong connection. It's really kind of cool. One of the places I would love to go visit. I don't. Even, can you even get near the pyramids though? Like, can you actually get close? I don't know. I've never actually seen people like at the pyramids. Like, you always see the photo, and there's I've never, never had there. enough money to even look up if I could even go there in any way, shape, or I form. Wish. So, yeah, that would be an amazing. Look, I'm just experience. gonna run myself into debt and travel. I mean, the debt's <laughs> always gonna be there. That stuff might not. <laughs> yeah, we might not be. Exactly. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, what's a debt when you're dead? Right. I saw the world someone else could pay for it. <laughs> I don't have any kids. They're not going to inherit it. There's that too. Uh, I do, so they would. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like I just said, my mom's broken owes a lot of bills. When she goes, I'm just not going to claim it. I don't know who that lady is. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> no. That's bad. That's horrible. That's bad karma. So I had a reading when I was 18 at Tuxedo, New York, Ren Fair, and she told me that I wasn't Cleopatra, but I was Egyptian royalty. But nobody will ever remember me because they erased my name from history because I fell in love with a peasant. And then she told me some other really cool stuff about my past lives, and first words out of her mouth when she met me, she's like, well, you're a spiritual little creature. And I said, are you talking to the snake? Because I had my snake with me. And um, she said, no, you. <laughs> talking to the snake? She looks at me and she goes, you know you're not human, right? And I said, I like this host. Leave me alone. <laughs> I love the term host. Um, and then I was, when I was 18, and then when I was 27, woke up in the middle of the night, turned on the television, and the Discovery Channel had National Geographic's on the unnamed female pharaoh. And watching it, my entire body like lit up on tingles all through my entire being. I started to feel weepy, but feeling weepy. And in the documentary, it talks about how this female pharaoh fell in love with a peasant and her uh, half-brother, her stepbrother, um, erased her name from the hieroglyphs. Yep. It was Hasafut. Yep. She actually created the outside of the Egyptian bank. 
And I have some friends of mine that we've been friends for quite some time. Um, we so feel try like to find out what I am. We feel like we've definitely known each other from that lifetime. My one girlfriend who does um, shikara, which is where they drip oil on your head. It's an old ancient um, Ayurvedic technique um, to open up uh, the cranial bones, also to open up the energy lines, to clear the top chakra and the other chakras. Um, you know, the eye of Horus, if you lay it on the side of your head, um, is exactly where the pineal gland is, is where the eye is. And yeah, it's all about cleaning all of that out. It's really kind of cool. But the last time she worked on me, I got these visions of us being in like sand. And she's like, I really feel like I've, I've known you since that back then. I'm like, I agree. You know? I've never had anything like that done. No? Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Paul, had his done. And they told him that uh, one of his lives he was a pirate. And another one, he was a Viking. And one of them, he was a female. I thought that was kind of funny. It happens. Where we flip from lifetime to lifetime, male or female. That's why I think the whole changing your exterior stuff, you know, it's, it's a very spiritual experience, having the human experience. Maybe that's how people think that. Maybe it's uh, maybe it is part of their past life that makes them think that they're supposed to be something else like you know there's a lot of your prior life there's a lot of children that I've been getting calls about that remember their past lives there's a little boy who says he's, he was crying one night and said I don't want to be a daddy anymore and a lot of, I think a lot of these children I think a lot of our, our souls are coming back in with the information from the last time or maybe the time before that or the time before that like I've had people say to me Tiff how do you know this stuff you know, how how do you know to call upon these spirits to go and clear? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do. Um, when I started fighting against the grain and I got into drugs pretty bad because I was trying to numb everything out, um, you know, 20 years ago now, I know I was trying to numb out. And I think there's a lot of things that are unexplained to children that should be explained to children. Then... Catholicism pretty much wiped out spirituality. And now that spirituality is in the rise, and look at Instagram, there's so much witch shit on Instagram. I love it, it's great. Um, hence that whole Notre Dame is saying the world will be pagan again. But it's understanding that we don't just live on the physical plane, that there are other realms and dimensions and existences that can happen besides this technological greed get up in the morning, get a job, go home and die. The life I'm living. <sighs> you know, and that's why you gotta dive in. So yes, you have to live in a societal world and get a job and do these things. I have had the pleasure of making my work my work. You know, helping people to understand all of this, the other side, as they put it. Or the other sides, realms, worlds. So... I, I get it. No, you're diving into it. You're not wearing a Solomon seal for no apparent reason. Better things safe. don't come to you just because. Things are dropped in front of you because they're supposed to be. I honestly feel like something follows me around. Not to hurt, but just follows me around. Like every once in a while I get like a, a shadow that like seems like it's just there and then when you turn it's not there mm -hmm. 
So you have seen something. But I've never actually seen it. You know what I mean? Every human Does that make sense? wants to see it in front of their face. They want this ghost to appear in front of them and look at them and go, Boo! No, that's not what's going to happen! <laughs> Fuck! You're going to hear a recording. You're going to hear like children you're laughing. You're going to hear music playing. You're going to have a fle- feather dropped in front of you. You're going to have a bird yelling at you. Why? Because spirits can use birds. It's like on the regular, like I'll be at work and think somebody has like walked... So you don't need to go to all these haunted places. You've seen shit. And you're like, what the hell? Like, you could have sworn someone at work was there. And there's no one near you. And there's nothing that could have moved. Everything at work is pretty freaking stationary. And then... (laughs) Yeah. My son has said, Mom, did you call me? And I'm like, no, I didn't call you. He was like, oh, it was probably Elijah. Who was a friend of his that passed. Yeah. Spirits do. They need to just stop and say hi sometimes, what they need to do, because that would make it a lot easier. Then ask for things. Ask for a feather. Ask for something specific. Ask for them to find something that you've lost. Mm. Um, ask them to give find you. Find my watch. There you go. <laughs> find my watch. If that magically reappeared, because it never, no one seems to know where it went, that would be incredible. I had a watch bought for me, a really expensive watch. It mm. just disappeared. But also, we have, you've met my fiance. She has in our house what she calls a golem. I don't know what it is, but things will disappear that were in a plain spot. Well, she says she has a golem, so she probably has a golem. I don't know what a golem is. I just picture the big rock guys, is all I think of when I hear golem. Uh, Well, I think goblin. When you say golem, I think goblin, and goblins steal things. Pixies will steal things, fairies will steal things. And then all of a sudden, it's something you've stressed about trying to find, like a week later, will be not where you left it. Mm-hmm. been in the most obvious spot like okay. it wants you to find it mm-hmm. you know like a chest freezer and like it'll be like a, a, a plug for something that you were looking for that was in a complete another room like you knew where it was and then it just yep. and you're like there's no way that that was there like mm-hmm. it's it would just it'll just appear the, the most random stuff nothing major just the most random just enough to irritate you oh yeah but the the watch was probably you know or 500 bucks and just so usually when it's something that I really need to find this actually recently it was missing for like three days I was tweaking out I looked in the bathroom I looked where I go to sleep I looked inside mm-hmm. the couch in case it fell off on the couch looked in the garbage cans everywhere I, I tore my podcast room apart and I told her about it I was like it's, it's been missing for three days because she bought me the whole set mm-hmm. and then uh she was at the desk, and I had just got done looking for it again, and she just, there was a towel on the desk, and she lifted it up, and she's like, here's your, oh. I'm like, I tore that whole desk apart. The towel wasn't even there a couple days before when it came up missing. Like, <laughs> I, my husband and son know, I've yelled at a few times, where are my keys? Stop trying to find them. I have to leave. And then all of a sudden, they'll just like, kind of, poof, appear. Um... I had a friend of mine who stayed with me, and I told her that my dad likes to leave me dimes. She didn't believe me. Three days later, she comes downstairs with a handful of dimes. She's like, can you tell your dad to leave me alone? (laughs) I said, then you probably shouldn't mock me the way that you did in my own home. She's like, I didn't mock you. I said, that's not what he said. Never mock anybody's (laughs) beliefs. I'm like, don't forget, I can still hear them. Because my my biggest uh, thing I ever got for beliefs was from a TV show. Supernatural was watching that. 
and uh, the two brothers wind up stuck in this hotel in a rainstorm. Mm-hmm. And they're going through, and there's all these weird guests in there. And then they, the brothers are supposed to be vessels for Michael and Lucifer to come back and do battle again for mm-hmm. the apocalypse. And the, the, the room full of people says, we have the two vessels, what do we do with them? And as the brothers look around the room, the people leave their human form, and, and they change real quick into what they are. And it was all the different gods and goddesses of the world. There was like 20 of them, you know, like like Odin was in there and Shiva was in there and the, the turtle that the, the Chinese people believe out. Like, so I paused it. I'm like, this is the answer. And she's like, what are you talking about? I go, religion, beliefs. I go, and it's not who's right. Everybody has the right to be right. So that is why I opened up the temple to the old gods because that space... You can't restrict yourself to one. Is to let you know that religion is based upon teaching you on being a good person. And the deities still exist. The old energies still exist. Um, You know, I can't deny the visions that I've gotten of Anubis. I can't deny my husband seeing Thou, which is an Egyptian god. Um, Isn't that strange for an atheist to get a vision? Not when he's taken down a journey properly. So, journey, what's that? Right? Do you know what it is? I know what a journey is, and I know what the band is. Okay, cool. So, journeying is <laughs> when uh, when you astral project. When you step out of your body, and you journey out either to the lower world, as they put it, the middle world, or the upper world. Um, or different realms, for that matter. Different places. And, um... So, all I'm doing is drumming and telling you to walk down a certain path. And you can start to see things. Visions will come to you. Things will pop in that you wouldn't expect. Um, He saw a lobster claw. This is his first time he's ever journeyed ever. And he saw the Egyptian god Thou, which is um, the falcon one. He's got the longer nose. Um, well, the crane one, excuse me. I apologize. He's got the crane, more of the crane nose. Um, he saw that, and then he saw a lobster claw. And we were taking him on a journey to find his inner totem. Um, or a totem. An a totem animal to come to him. And he actually got a craving for lobster. Lobster is his favorite. And he is obsessed with saltwater tanks and this and that. And I said, well, I'm not surprised that the lobster would come to you, but... The fact that he got the Egyptian god was kind of cool. Um, and I've seen people go on journeys and they come back with these beautiful visions. Actually, watching the fires today and the Amazon is disturbing to me. Why? Because of the fires in California when we took a shamanic journey um, in what they call a canoe, um, where we all journeyed together to a certain place, um, which the, uh, um, the SSP, um, sometimes we'll put stuff out where you can journey together, um, and we journeyed to the fires in California, and once I got to where I was supposed to be there, an entire herd of elk in the vision came at me, and I knew what my job was, because part of my job is to cross spirits to the other side. Um, was to open a portal for oral, all of their souls. Oof, God, I still feel it. <laughs> um, it, it was very, it was very meaningful and deep. And like, I came back and like, 
emotionally I could still feel it all um could somebody say that's a hallucination or this or that but interesting enough we journeyed together and we all saw very similar things and that's how you know that you can we are light so when we decide to step out of this host we can just like spirits can step into this host we can step out you know but so oh yeah these fires and things along those lines and that's what I need to do I know I need to journey out and open a portal for them soon yep that'll be fun I'll need a nap afterwards (laughs) (laughs) a few yeah and a tissue box and a tissue box yeah with a bunch of humans I had to cross over I'm fine with it it's interesting the humans crossing them over I I don't feel it emotionally and I think what I feel when it has to do with you know crossing animals over it's the fact that they don't deserve what they've gotten so it's unfortunate and that's at our hand animals are a lot more innocent than we are Mm mm-hmm it's funny, and not to be, like, corny or whatever, but I've been asked, like, Tiff, how does this... Okay, so how does this whole energy thing with the world work? And I'm like, you ever seen Avatar? They're like, yeah. I'm like, it's kind of like that. Like, they didn't make that movie for no apparent reason. Um, you know, there's, there's other movies that are, are very kind of... Bird Box. <laughs> that yeah. movie was crazy. Uh, you wonder sometimes how many people have committed suicide because of it. Yeah. I know of a gentleman the other day did it right after I came home and said I felt evil in the air. And I just did. I felt evil in the air. I even called a couple of friends and said, do you feel that? What do you see? So, yeah. And then I got a visit from a fairly large, majestic raven. Yeah. So when we drink, it knocks us off our game. And I have a feeling I've been told I shouldn't drink anymore because I have a purpose. I want to be knocked off the game. So, yeah. I, I scare... I, you like the darker side of things. Um, I, I've scared some people due to the fact that I have worked with Lucifer before. If you're going to call a dark spirit out of a space, what are you going to call? You're going to call a fluffy bunny or you're going to call, technically, their general. And why not have That's a good report? They do actually label them as knights, generals... They are all legal General demons are a very status. real thing. And, well, I'm, I'm going to call their colonel. <laughs> Might as well go to the top. My mom had... Worst she's going to say is, I can't help you. Here's the next guy in line. <laughs> Which is funny, because I've had people say, well, you're, you know, you're, you're a good witch, or, you know, that, that's dark magic, or that's, that's, that's black magic. Well, how do you fight darkness? Do you... Do you it's dark magic. It's not black nor white nor green no purple or blue it, you know it, Solomon worked with dark magic um, controlling them interesting enough I've been talking with people who and that goes back before Christianity are associated with the temple of witchcraft and they learn dark magic and they learn about containing demons and you know they work with angels I don't work with angels I work with deities and uh, animal spirits. Um, so I take it on a little bit of a different route when it comes with dealing with them. But the man in the hat, as I like to call him, it's a little bit lighter than Lucifer. Um, when I was a child, 
talk about experiences. My mom woke up in the middle of the night and the entire hallway reeked a very heavy men's cologne. She's like to the point where it made her gag. And she felt the need to stand um, on the stairs and say, you know, Satan, get behind me, blah, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ, so on and so forth. And I remember having dreams about a man in a hat, very tall top hat. Um, and then the last dream that I actually had of him, it was in a fog and he had wolves and he let them go right before they ate me. And that was right before I fell into learning about demonology. And I was like, whoa. And my mom was like, you always used to tell me about a man in a hat that you'd dance with when I was little. And I'm like, interesting. But we also have to remember who, what the backstory of Lucifer too. All right, what's what's his backstory? Do you know his backstory? As far as the Christian religion, or even back further. Go for it. The Christian religion, he was uh, the son that wanted to, uh, well, the light bringer, the light bearer. He was the god of enlightenment and uh, what do you want to call it? Like he wasn't always a bad guy. In truth. It was uh, his love. He he thought that angels should be there to be served by man and not serve man. And he was punished for it. He wanted free will. Uh, Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel were sent to kill him. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael delivering the final, final blow with the flaming sword. So he was punished for not wanting to be subservient. And also he's called this, you know, the fallen angel. And yeah. Originally... He was God's favorite son before this all happened. Right. Yeah. So the other angels had no problem with taking him out. Right. Interesting enough, but if you pay attention to Satanism and it goes way Christian back before Christianity, them. look at what it, the Satanic Bible teaches you about free will and equality and things along those lines. In you know the Satanic religion, you know women are equal. Yeah. Um, where in the Christian religion, well, Catholicism. I'm just going to blanket it. It's easier. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, don't get me wrong. I still like people who like believe in Jesus I think Jesus is cool I swear to you he sat on the couch with me one day that was a fucking kick ass experience um but Catholicism kind of like went and said that all of this was evil because Catholicism was government Catholicism was control Catholicism was the higher up saying you can't do these things blah 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 why they played in the darkness over here where if you notice, you know, human trafficking, how long has that been going on by nobles? You know, it, look at it all. It, it, Satanism, I don't think, is a bad religion. And I've, I've been called a Satanist a number of times just because they don't understand when they see the pentacle on my arm. Now, I have to do this for my friend Brandon and Jordan that have been doing a lot of these shows with me. They're going to laugh when they see this. Catholicism is also how the Nazis escaped. <laughs> Those two, there are two conspiracy guys I've had on my uh, show a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about stuff, and they're always trying to throw everything back to the Nazis. They say the Nazis are to blame for everything, and it, it is true. At the end of World War Two, uh, the Nazi or the, the the Catholic Church had an escape plan and a route for the Nazis to get into the Vatican. Let's see, they were trying to were wipe out, out all South the America. Jews, huh? Yeah. So no, they, the Catholic Church had nothing to do with that. That's how, we're talking about all the stuff they've done in Mangala. That's how Mangala got away. He was shipped to South America. They actually found his shrine. He died in like the 70s. They found his shrine in the 80s. Someone actually had a shrine built to him wow. in like Argentina. 
He lived out his full life still doing like little experiments. It's also I had a friend of mine ask me once if I wanted story. to be an exorcist for the Catholic Church. That is a true job. Oh yeah, that is a true job. I've watched. Uh, they had uh, the 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 Devil versus Father Marth. Yes. A crazy movie. Which might be fun if I had no attachments, being family, but you you'd have to sign your life away. Well, the the guy was say, the the guy was going into like. Parts, even the parts that you don't see, like the punishing yourself for the test, like he said that. Um, oh, that's absurd. In the Vatican, there's. A, <laughs> that's the, Vatican, the Catholics want to punish you physically because they like, think it's. I don't know. I guess I to, in order to be an exorcist, there's a there's a flight of stairs. I guess it's like a, a lot of stairs that goes up, and it's all marble, mm-hmm. and you have to walk on your knees up these stairs I to do prove. Not. Well, no, I'm not saying you do, but the the priests but, do it. But but that's the thing. Like, interesting enough. Think about the. Think about the burden those guys are taking on. It's insane. And you need to be pure, they say. And, and, and I really wonder how much of the Catholic Church summons what they have to take care of. Because <laughs> uh, they go to a, in the interview, he goes, to, <laughs> he goes to an archbishop, and he's like, would you take this on? He goes, no. He goes, I'm not pure enough. He goes, you're an archbishop. He goes, you're trying to say you've done bad things. He goes, I'm not saying I've done bad things. He goes, I'm just saying I don't think I'm pure enough to take on Lucifer face to face. He goes, you need to be a pure... he's not that bad. I honestly don't think most of what people are... Do you really think he's got that much time to go possessing people? I don't I, think it's him. I think it's... It's not it's, him. It's subservient. It, I, well, I, 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 I can't say it's not him because from what I've learned and I can truthfully wholeheartedly say it's not him. It's humankind stirring up things they shouldn't. And they get stuck. And, you know, I really wonder how much of... How much of it is self-inflicted? Right. And how much of it is for show? So th- there's that Ooh, part of I it, I could too. go into some stuff I questioned religiously as far as show. Okay, cool. I have to pee. You can talk about that later. <laughs> She'll be right back. <laughs> Could have hit the break button. Oh, let's see what we got here. 7.05. What time did we actually start? I'm not sure. Let me get up and set the timer around here. Hour and 18 minutes. I know we got started real late. We tried to set up down at the, the altar room. I wish you guys could have seen that. That's a beautiful little building. The little shrine that she's built out there. No one is talking in here. I hope we actually hit play. There we go. I don't want to. (laughs) That tea was freaking phenomenal. I couldn't believe that that was freaking... Oh, we've had two followers. Casual love with your mom. <laughs> and Big Thriller 53. I love that name. Casual love with your mom. What a, what a great new fan to have. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm sure it doesn't my mom. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. 
I love some of the screen names people come up with. That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Oh my god. What else have we had here? That's just the other room you guys can hear. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anybody that did get to watch the party last weekend was crazy. Sorry we lost the camera. Um, that monsoon that came up, we had to get my gear back in the house before the rain destroyed it. Um, I'm going to try to upload some more of the footage people actually gave me. It got bad. The The wind was picking up. The most of us were trying to hold the tarps down. I think I'm on there getting soaked. <laughs> and then uh, my friend Ernie, he's on there just his face running around in front of the cameras. He's trying to unhook it all. That <laughs> was awesome. And the camera went blank for like two hours before the rain stopped. And then I reset up underneath the tarps. So that was interesting. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Um, I don't know what we have planned for next weekend yet. Oh, Brandon and Jordan. Speaking of them, they're supposed to be starting their own podcast next weekend. So I'm supposed to go to their house. And uh, they actually want to take a giant whiteboard and write Nazis in the center of it. And then all their topics. that They want to start their own show with like their conspiracy stuff. Okay. So they want to write Nazis in the middle of a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And then talk about, like, Walt Disney and all the other stuff that they can relate to it and start drawing lines on how they all connect and see if it makes something. I got a friend of mine that's trying to connect, um, whatchamacallit, the Daughters of Lilith. You know, there's the Adam and Eve story, mm -hmm. but then there's the story of Lilith. You know the story of Lilith? Not really. So she was the first woman made by God, but was cast out because she wouldn't submit to Adam. Yeah, hence that whole, you know, going back to Catholicism being control and, you know, all the, the paganism being evil and Satanism being evil and interesting. I've been asked, you know, if I was a Satanist, and I'm like, how can I believe in something that doesn't exist in my religion? Yeah. Yeah. Do I believe that there is a very dark spirit that controls it all? Yeah. But he's not so scary. It's only scary as you make it. Yep. It's like it's I mean uh, like uh, I do a lot of work with like the the local bands and stuff, and I tell you what, some of the guys that you run into with the local bands, they're pretty intimidating, but when you actually sit down and talk to them, they're nice. Mm -hmm. Some of them can't tell you their whole story. I can tell you that, and they'll tell you I can't. Like uh, I talked to one guy, and he's like, "Look, he's like I can't tell you very much. He's like I can't be on camera, you know, tell the story." He goes, "But I can get you in touch with someone who can." And uh, as I was talking to a lot of like the DMS and the guys that I don't know if anybody knows, there's like a group of I don't want to call it a gang, but it's like it's a group of people that go from like Troy, Albany, all the way down to New York City mm -hmm. that follow this local like New York music, and uh, they have a history, mm -hmm. and it's not all nice. Oh no, not at all. And so they put me in touch with a guy who did 25 years uh, for murder from like the the Troy area. And he, I mean, he's, he was bending down in New York City, Troy, and now he was like, he's down in Florida with family and stuff. But uh, I talked to him for like an hour and a half on the phone, just calling him to see if we could set something up. He told me his whole story, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is, this, I was like, you seem like such a nice guy for someone who did over 25 years for murder. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they, they all have their story, like, they're real nice, but they're there for each other. 
so like if something were to happen, they've got each other's backs is the, the whole thing. Hmm. But it's like I said, like they seem really intimidating, but then they're actually they're, they're really nice. <laughs> they're like, hey, let me buy you a beer. <laughs> Everybody thought witches were scary for the longest time, and everybody wants to be one. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's weird. You it's go funny. to Salem, and it's everywhere, everywhere. It's because paganism is coming back, witchcraft is back. People are believing in the paranormal. You know, they're having their experiences all over the place. So, there's also... Th- there's too much to deny it completely. Right. It's we're been around have, for too long to... We're going to have a lot more spirits after September 20th. <laughs> Fucking damn fool's going to try to run that military base. Dumbasses. Again, I don't watch the news. Oh, it's on uh, the... Fa- you're on Facebook, though, right? Yeah. They're going to try to storm Area 51? Oh, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> they have cleaned that place out by now. What are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Well, here's. I thought it was kind of funny that they're gonna raid this place in like a month, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, our new space military starts this week." Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Well, that's why a bunch of witches that actually put out that they were going to curse Trump and blah blah blah. They were gonna bind him. It's almost over. And I'm like, <sighs> it's almost. It is. It's almost. And all over. I could think in my head was. A good witch would never tell what kind of magic she was up to. He's gonna. It, it'll be all over. Somebody else will get in there, and then. And then we'll have to deal with another round of bullshit from somebody else. Yeah, it's it's all the every. I, I mean, in my I haven't even had that many presidents in my lifetime because they've all served two terms. I had Bush one, I had Bush two, I had Obama, and I had Clinton. All of mm-hmm. them served eight years. And is, I mean, seriously, you can add that up. I mean. So that's 32 years, right? Mm-hmm. Trump's been in office for three years. I'm 35 years old. Every president has served two terms since I've been born. Are you sure? So who was the president when I took when I was born? 1984, who was the president? Was that Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter was president when I was born. That was 78. No, I had Reagan. I don't know if I was Reagan. In 1984, I thought Bush one had two terms. Maybe not. No, one. What a loser. <laughs> his son did too, didn't yes. he? Oh, good God, his Baby Bush did too. Yeah, Baby Bush did too. Oh, the one of my favorite presidents, though. Not because of the things he did, but because of all the dumb shit he said. <laughs> they had a books called Bushisms, and they were fucking hysterical. My favorite one, he would sound like he was drunk on the microphone. He's like, My dream is that human beings and fish can peacefully coexist. I'm like, Fucking right, buddy. If they just start jumping on the land instead of me having to pull them out, I'm happy. <laughs> But every president I've had has done something wrong. So it's not just one guy. They have to grab onto something to keep us occupied so we don't pay attention to what's they really going on. They all have dumb ideas. Like people are like, Obama didn't have any dumb ideas. I'm like, okay, I'm going to end up with one argument. <laughs> and he named it after a movie, which was the dumbest thing ever. He called it the Fast and Furious Program. He took almost, he took hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of automatic weapons mm-hmm. and dropped it off to the cartel so we could track them. What happened within two months? We lost track of all the weapons. <laughs> when we caught El Chapo, he had one of our AK-47s gold-plated that we lost. Yep. Oh my God. Every president I've been through has done something dumb. 
Hey, Clinton had what multiple scandals? I mean, he got a BJ in the office. That was one. Oh come on, Kennedy was fucking Marilyn Monroe. Oh yeah. We just need to get over into their personal bullshit and start paying attention to what actually is going on. That's what I think. That's what the modern media does. Is it likes to keep you amused over here, so you're interested in the stupid little things when we're not paying attention there's, yeah, there's, to the bigger little bigger things over here. I'm not trying to say bombs was Clinton dropping when the media was paying attention to what happened with him and Monica. Right. Or, you know, the, even, so much more. And that's not the only time either that he's done that. The morning that uh, um, Columbine happened. Mm-hmm. The morning Columbine happened, we bombed Kosovo. Right. Like behind everybody's back. Like we didn't even realize we had done it until it was idea. over. You don't think it has anything to do with any? No. I, I, my, my crazy theory is that the people that are doing these shootings are paid off by the government in some way, shape, or form. Oh, another one we did. If you really wanted like government conspiracies and stuff. The Charles Manson murders that happened. The Manson oh, my family. My husband's obsessed with them. So here's one that the, this. So this was revealed after Charles Manson died. So they know that they they were on drugs and everything like that, right? And that whole house situation didn't make sense. But here's the worst part: when they were arrested, Tex Watson was found what's called DMS five on him, or DM five S, one of those two things like that. Um, it's a government acid that was used. Back then, when the government was running mind control experiments, as it was created by the government, so and mushrooms. So the question now is, was the Manson family being given government issued acid, and did we do this hit? Like, was it a paid government hit with everybody in that house that shouldn't have been there altogether? Because the whole thing does made no sense, and then all of a sudden, you know this. Because let's face it, Charles Manson was... They make it sound like he was like the only mind-manipulative person alive. California had hundreds of them at that time, and they still do today. And they call themselves gurus. Well, and, and they all had their little families all over the place. Right. And well, and actually now, I mean, it, talking about psychedelics, um, they're doing studies at different u- universities about microdosing people and helping them through their PTSD. And that's what oh, acid yeah. was originally made Magic for. Magic mushrooms are being used as medicine now. The guys were given LSD when they were in Vietnam. The government-made LSD was given to the guys in Vietnam to help them cope, help them keep, you know, stay up all night long. There's a reason why vets don't talk, the Vietnam vets don't like to talk about stuff. Um, it's very interesting how now they're doing microdosing with mushrooms, just a couple of caps to help you get over PTSD. Using DMT to help you get over um, Trump traumatic I situations. Want to, I'm not even gonna lie. I want to try DMT. I heard you can live like lifetimes in eight minutes. I really wish I tried it somewhere else. Where I tried it was not conducive to me being able to let go. Joe Rogan recommends you isolate yourself, like in a room or even a hyperbaric chamber if you have access to one. And drop it and go and lock yourself in and let and ride it out. He's like he's like, he says he's experienced flying situations, uh, talking with different things. Like he says you'll live what many lifetimes. Who do you think they use ayahuasca and peyote and you know mushrooms? They they grew all the time, anyways. I mean, there's mushrooms. I enjoyed doing those. Uh, at, the only experiences I had with acid were really bad. Like everything went out of control and bad really quick. And then the worst part about them is you can't. It's not like, it's not like if you were uh, like, See, if you're, like if I have, you're, I've always had bad experiences with marijuana. Right. So that's why I've I never really got into smoking. 
because I, I get really high anxiety and I panic. Mm. So, but if you if you get high and you don't feel good or you're fucking going nuts, you can just go to sleep. You right. Can go lay down. Go to sleep. You can't wear that. If you have acid and you're having a bad trip, you close your eyes. It just goes on the movie screen, which is exactly what it looks like. It's like a fucking movie projector of the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. Because once your mind starts to go down, it's out of control going down, and it's just yeah, not never, fun for hours. I, I've never gone down that box. Why? Because I've made sure that my space was safe. And no matter where were you when you started your trip. Uh, one time I was in the Napa States in uh, Lake George area, and the other time I was just at my uncle's house. Okay. I looked, at, I looked up and saw his skin slide off his face, and it just spiraled out of control from there. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would put you in a bad trip. <laughs> was the damn sure. <laughs> what kind of movies did you watch a couple of days before? I don't, I don't even... I, I, I just literally, like... That's ever, crazy. Like, it just melted off, and then I got scared and started crying, and then the furniture started melting into the floor and I, I just panicked and tried to lay down and close my eyes and then your these horrible visuals just kept happening. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, so my experience with that and uh, I mean the Napa States one's funny looking back on it, the, the woods one, but it was terrifying when it happened. I saw an oversized beaver with a flashlight who was <laughs> not happy that we were there. <laughs> Whether this beaver was even really there or not, it was beyond me. But I got followed by a purple cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Once for quite some time. Kept looking at it. We got back to the campsite, and I was like, I'm going to go find firewood and try to relax. And I went out in the woods for it felt like forever, and I couldn't find any sticks or twigs or anything to start the fire with. Yeah. So that one wasn't as bad. But the, the, the face-melting experience is not okay. Well, see, micro-dosing to help through trauma is definitely a not like that. Number one, they're not going to get... I mean, how much did you eat? How much did I eat? I put, like, three hits on my tongue. What the fuck? No! (laughs) See, this is what I keep hearing, uh, where people say to me, oh, yeah, man, like, I took, like, four or five hits and blah, blah, blah. Why? No, that's why they call it micro-dosing, dude. (laughs) You don't need to do that. That's overkill. That's literally going in and trying to use like forty-five to one hundred percent of your brain and frying your head. That's what would happen to people. Well, it's like people who uh, like we talk about mushrooms. Like if people, I know people that can eat a couple of caps mm-hmm. and be good. I've eaten a couple of caps and I'm like, I've got like a body buzz. Like I feel hippie-ish is the way I would describe it. If I want to have a complete ride, like a fun ride, because I think mushrooms are fun. Mm-hmm. I think that they're. I think that they're a perfectly safe recreational thing as long as you're not really traveling. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, I could eat an eighth of mushrooms and I have a great time. I mean, I'll talk to trees. My it's The last time I thought I felt my pupils, I thought I could feel my pupils opening and closing. Uh, I thought I could feel, like, my teeth growing. Like, I think, <laughs> I think the roots are spreading. Like, but it's fun. <laughs> you know, somebody had, like, a, a light-up sink that when they turned the water on, that would flash. Like, oh, cranking neat. it up and down, staring at the sink. <laughs> It was, I have fun. Yeah, but I don't, the worst I really get on that is. See, mushrooms make me paranoid. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, if I was in here right now. You me ever eating a mushroom Like, your pictures, your pictures wouldn't, like, do weird things. They would kind of warp a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of, like, breathe. And the colors would get all extravagant to me. Right. So, I don't get, like, the, when I'm on that, I don't see, like, like, acid makes me think, like, it made me see things that weren't there. Okay. And, like, legit, like, my brain thought they were real. Whereas mushrooms was more of um, 
things got bigger and brighter and more fun. Uh, in the snow, I thought it was like, it looked like those little foam peanuts falling out of the sky. And mm-hmm. I was laying on the ground, just, there wasn't even enough to do a snow angel in, but. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to make the light streak, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's like safe ecstasy, but without the sexual side effects. And, and see, the thing is, I think that's the reason why there's LSD in shrooms is because um, some make people see the good stuff. Some people make see, you know, the bad stuff. Where mushrooms make me paranoid, LSD does not. Mm-hmm. I have yet to have my ayahuasca experience, but one day I will head to Peru. And then I hear some experiences and go, oh shit, <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, I've had, uh, I've had not good experiences, and I just don't know why. I, I think it's, it could be like a... I also, I also, for some people, other people, it's not for them. I also put myself in a ritual space. That's the thing about psychedelics is that you should be in, and that's what the universities are starting to study is about people being in a controlled, positive environment that takes them to where they need to go to get through whatever kind of trauma or um, depression or anything that they might be going through psychologically out of. Um, it's helped people get out of paranoia. It's helped people, you know, cure um, being. We talked about it earlier. The word just totally popped up. Schizophrenic. Um, it's actually read some of the studies. It's actually kind of cool. There's some good information out there. But like, yeah, don't take three hits at a rep. Like, <laughs> I probably won't ever do it again. Well, you know. But uh, everything in moderation. Maybe someday, depending on the situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dog ate mold once and I spit the vet so like she's tripping right psychedelics are they're a little safer they're not addicting that's probably why they're a little more safer too well and there's a reason why that the, interesting enough the opiate issue hmm who started that one. um you know who's still at her- in heroin in the country like crazy yeah. um right it's a money maker so and not just a moneymaker in all different ways, but Western medicine to begin with. So we're gonna have a whole other series on that. Mm-hmm. And how the human brain actually works with it and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's actually scientific reasons why. Well, you know, opiates make you stupid. LSD expands your mind. Hmm. Well, why do you think they stopped? We know what opiates were doing. <laughs> I mean. It, the world educating itself is helping get rid of the... It's going to help get rid of the opiate addiction problem. Oh, I'm hoping humans wake up before it's too late for us. We should do an episode on that. Medicine, herbs, everything like that. That'd be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Be a good one. We could do whatever the heck you want. I'll the world's tell you open. That, <laughs> that mugwort tea. Um, that was delicious. Yeah, I got a little buzz from it, too. I feel... It made me feel like, I don't know, Fluffy. relaxed, happy. Yeah, like just kind of at peace with myself kind of thing. Like, I don't know, less less worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I opened up the door and forgot there's like a whole buttload of people in my house. Oh, I forgot you have a whole buttload of people in your house. <laughs> I was like, whoa, there's more. <laughs> well, we can go head out of there if you want. I mean, we've been here for probably close to two hours. Oh, really? I'm going to guess so, yeah. Cool. It was, a good, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. We'll come up with another topic for another one. You said you wanted to start doing more. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, definitely. It's not a it's not a bad drive out here either. I have one spot 
one spot where I get confused a little bit. I'm okay. right out here in Rotterdam. I hate Rotterdam. No offense to my friends that I've met that I party your house in Rotterdam, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work there. I get it. I like it here. It's like that one spot where all the fucking highways come to one spot right near the museum. You just get past the museum and like all the highways right there. Almost every time I drive through there, I almost sideswipe somebody trying to get onto that highway. I don't know why. It's like a dangerous spot for me, and it's always been that way for years. Because hmm. I used to dr uh, drive for errands, and you have to go that way to get to the, the errands store that was out that area. And I almost always fucking hit somebody with that errands truck. Oh, the first time I came out here, almost sideswiped somebody again. Anytime we've gone to Turning Stone, that one spot, <laughs> it, it, swear to God, it's going to be the death of me. Ah, don't say that. <laughs> oh, careful what you call to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was telling her, I was like, this one spot, I was like, I'm going to, and I was caught in there, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch, like, everything I do in this one spot, just because I don't want to wreck my car. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, bye, guys. Right, thank you, everybody. Peace thank out. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, thank you for your hospitality, as always. Yeah, totally.